even if people looked at me and thought something in particular, didn't mean that I had to give way and buy into it. It didn't mean that I had to cower in defeat because of it. It meant that I could actually stand taller and walk more boldly because of it. Because I like underestimating and then shocking the hell out of people when they realize that they are entertaining greatness. You're listening to the Move to Millions podcast with Dr. Darnell Jervy Harmon, the place to be for high-level conversations about all things millions. Your mission, mindset, methodologies, mandate, movement, messaging, marketing, metrics, and most definitely your money. I am your host, spiritual business growth coach, Dr. Darnell J. Harmon. Join me each week for inspiring stories, powerful interviews, and business growth strategy to help you experience abundance in your life because of your business. If you're ready to move to your next level everything, let's get this party started. This episode is powered by Move to Millions Live and our brand new virtual workshop. We created the virtual workshop so that you can get a preview to determine whether or not you should join us in May. Okay, I mean, I can just tell you right now, you should join us in May. If you are a millions-minded CEO or a millions-minded CEO in the making, what is going to happen to your life and business in three short days is going to seriously put you on the trajectory of millions. I've always believed that before you can make the move, you must make the plan. And what my team and I have prepared and planned for you is going to help you to create a plan that will get you to the million dollar mark in the next one to three years. Learn more now by going to movetomillionsevent.com forward slash workshop. Welcome to another episode of the Move to Millions podcast. It's your girl, Dr. Darnielle. I'm so excited to be here with you. In case this is your very first time listening, I am so excited to welcome you to this podcast. When God created this movement just two years ago, I had no idea how fast it would spread. I literally get my mind blown every time I look at how many people are listening, how many downloads we have, It literally blows me away. Those little three words have become the source of so much joy for so many entrepreneurs, and it just warms my heart so much. I had no idea. I think about so many songs when I stop and I see what we've been able to accomplish in such a short period of time, and it just brings me so much joy. Those three little words for all of the entrepreneurs out there who are finding the courage to admit to themselves what they have been squelching for far too long, that you were born for millions, I am so excited to welcome you home. I'm so glad that you now realize that not only are you born for millions, but you do not need to apologize or downplay your desire for them either. You'll quickly come to learn that here on this podcast, it's really about your life and becoming the best version of yourself and walking boldly and confidently into your next level everything. And as we do that, we are in fact going to talk about how to grow and scale your business, how to shift and change who you are as a leader, and how to allow you to sit in the seat of the significance of who God created you to be. Oh, and yeah, of course, we will talk about faith, we will talk about God, and we will talk a lot about money. 
because it is absolutely time to normalize millions in your life and in your business. In today's episode, we are going to talk about being underestimated. And I'm going to start this episode by telling you a story. Now, unless you've been under a rock, you know that nearly two weeks ago at the time of this recording, Silicon Valley Bank collapsed. And for me, like many, the demise of that bank sent me into a tailspin. Now, literally at the time of this recording, my financial advisor on the previous Sunday sent me a text message and his text message was in all capital letters, no sparing anything was like, move that money. Okay. (laughs) No uncertain terms. I was like, okay, I get your message loud and clear. Now in full transparency, I am a God girl making millions. Now it's not just move to millions because it sounds good. Like I literally have access to millions of dollars. I'm not, I'm a little embarrassed to say it because I had a million dollars in my business bank accounts. Listen, I know that there's a reason, there's no reason why I should have that kind of money sitting in a bank account, but I'm keeping it real with you. That's always my promise to you. I did. Okay. So I did. Um, Listen, my dad, you guys know if you've been, if you're, unless this is your very first time listening, then you know, my father passed away last August. And just before my dad passed away, my husband and I had been doing a lot of estate planning and succession planning and, and really getting ready. Now, you know, we don't have children. My husband and I are actively trying to start a family, but we have not been successful yet. But even still, we have access to a lot of resource. And so we're putting things in place in order to manage the resources. And so just before my dad passed away, I had a meeting to move some of this money into investments so that my money could earn money, right? Like your money should make money for you, y'all. And then my dad passed. And I just kind of needed a minute. You know, you know how what was important before is not nearly as important once you come into something as life-altering as a death. And it doesn't even have to be the death of a prime loved one, right? It doesn't have to be a parental death or a spouse death to kind of jolt you and require you to need a minute. That's exactly what happened to me. One minute turned into 20, 20 minutes turned into several months. And here we are, too much money sitting in bank accounts, which is like the worst thing you could possibly do. I'm, I mean, I'm not embarrassed anymore and I'm sharing it with you, hopefully as a frame of reference and to let you know that, listen, I'm real and I'm human too. And I do human things. And my human thing in this particular case was leaving that much money in the bank and thinking that it was okay, even though I knew it wasn't okay, y'all. Like I'm very clear. I already knew the banking system guarantees through the FDIC that deposits of $250,000 and less are guaranteed in the event that something like what happened to SVB happens. Now, we now know if you've been following the news, I don't even follow the news, but I have been paying attention to this, that the FDIC has said that they will make all of the depositors whole. So even people who have more than that amount of money, more than the quarter of a million in bank accounts are being made whole. That's great. That's amazing. Because guess what? That doesn't usually happen. And there is no guarantee that it would happen. And so here I am sitting here with all this money in the banks. Listen, (laughs) 
SVB and my financial advisor made it very clear that I needed to move that money. So I had the day off this past Monday and I said, I am going to do nothing before I get up and go to my main bank and withdraw all but a quarter of a million dollars. And I go and deposit this money into some other large banks. That was my sole mission for Monday. Can I tell you, first of all, I had no idea how long it was going to take to go to my main bank and to get my money. I know they weren't expecting it. And yes, I probably should have called first. I didn't. The teller, bless his little heart, he did not have the signing authority to release the amount of money that I needed to withdraw from the account. So I had to wait and... You know, people were coming and asking, are you, is everything okay? And I'm like, everything is fine. I'm just diversifying my money to make sure until I get an investment plan in place, all of this money is protected by FDIC. Okay, so that's fine. They finally released my money. I'm able to get the money and go to the very first bank. So the first bank I go to, they have no one who can help me to open a business, a CD. <laughs> no one is available. What? I'm literally walking in with hundreds of thousands of dollars and y'all can't help me. Okay. So I leave that bank, go to the next bank, sit in the next bank for like an hour and the bank account is still not set up, like still not set up. I'm like, okay. So then I'm like, okay, this is enough. I'm hungry at this point. I'm tired. I need a nap. This is my day off. This is turning into a day of work. I'm abandoning this idea and I'm going home. And so I just went home. Had my assistant call a couple of other banks and make me appointments so I can walk into said banks, handle my business and go on with my life and go on with my day, right? So did that on Wednesday for the first bank, got money into a CD, no problem. Go to the second bank today, just before sitting down to record this podcast episode for you. And upon walking in and meeting the banker, I felt a strange energy. And I was sitting there trying to figure out what I was going to do with it. But I just decided I would let it play for a second, right? So he seems off. He's, you know, he's like, I, you know, I understand you want to open up a business bank account. Do you have this, this, and this? Now, I didn't just start this thing, right? I didn't wake up like this. I've been in the game 15 years. I've been successful in the game for 13 of those 15 years, right? So I'm like, okay, yep, I got all the things. Let's get this party started. He was looking at me like my name was Stan, y'all. He underestimated who I was. Like, Now, far be it from me to understand why his process didn't include doing due diligence on who was coming in to open up a bank account, but he didn't do any of that. Now, I did learn that he did listen to my voicemail and was blown away by how powerful it is. Okay, that's great. So anyway, I'm literally making a decision in that moment as I'm looking at this energetic exchange, like, do I want to put my money in this bank? Holy Spirit said, sit down. So I did because I was about to roll and start this whole process all over again. Never thought it would be this hard. So here's what I want you to, to realize for a moment. As a CEO on the move to millions, you might be underestimated. And if you are a woman entrepreneur of color, you should expect to be underestimated. It's sad, but it is absolutely unequivocally the truth. It's a shame that in 2023, we, people of color, women of color, still have to contend with a person seeing us 
physically and making a judgment of us before they understand who they are in front of. Right now, you've heard the statistics, I hope. Hopefully you've heard me share them enough that black women owned businesses are the fasting growing segment of entrepreneurs and small business owners in the United States. But they are also the ones who are not earning at the same rate as they are establishing businesses. American Express's women-owned business report stated that the average Black woman-owned business does $24,000 in a year versus $142,900 for their white counterparts. So when I say... As a woman of color, if that's who you are listening to this podcast, you should expect to be underestimated because they're going to expect for you to fall in line with the statistics and what they've been told. I remember when I was in, I had, um, I was just into corporate America. Well, maybe not Justin. I had gotten promoted to personal banking officer. I was working for a Fortune 500 financial services company. And upon getting promoted, that put me on the leadership trap. That meant at some point in time, I might be managing the efforts of others. So there was a series of education, continuing education that I had to go through within the company. And there was this one class that was called Treating People as Important Individuals. It was a diversity and inclusion class. I was the only person of color, of any color, like, There wasn't a a Latino. There wasn't an Asian. To my recollection, I was the only person in there. Nope, I'm not telling you the truth. There was one Latino person and there was one Asian person in my class and everyone else was Caucasian. The impetus of the class was to get us to see and appreciate the differences of others, right? Other races, other genders, et cetera. However, this class didn't really do that. The exercise that they had us do was, so we were given two pieces of paper, like on an easel pad, right? They were stuck to the wall. On one paper, we were supposed to write everything we believed to be true about our race. I was the only Black girl in the room, Black person. So of course, I'm doing African-Americans all by myself. So one sheet of paper to write down everything we personally believe to be true about our race. On the other sheet of paper, we were to write down every stereotype we had heard others say about our race, right? So on my sheet of paper, we got beautiful, intelligent, innovative. We got all the positive things because first of all, this country was built by African-Americans and a whole slew of of the most important inventions we still use to this day were created by African-Americans. So we're a bad race, okay? So I'm feeling real good about being a Black girl in this room at this moment, new personal banking officer. I'm sticking out my chest. I'm popping my collar. I'm feeling real good. And we go through this exercise. And so we do that. The next part of the exercise is that we are now to take these red dots or Black dots. Red dots are the things that we actually believe on either of the two. Black dots are the things that other people believe on either of the two. Then we go around the room and we're putting our red dots or our black dots based on the other races that are represented. If we believe it or, you know, if, if we if we believe other people believe it. Can I tell you when the exercise is over, the only positive dots on the black two pages are the ones that I placed. Everybody else that's in this room, many of these people are people that I work with every single day in this company that at that point in time had like 10,000 employees. No one else thought that Black people were innovative and intelligent and beautiful and brilliant. 
we were underestimated, y'all. This is corporate America in the 2000, like 2000, 99, 2000. This is corporate America. This is the landscape. And it's sad to say that not much has changed, even though that's not really what this episode was about. But I wanted to tell that parallel story of being underestimated. And it's just like my girl Beyonce saying, they must not know about me. They must not know about you. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to tell you the best part of this story. We'll be right back. There's nothing wrong with wanting to make millions. You don't have to apologize or downplay your desire for them either. What you need is preparation. Let us prepare you so that when you cross the million dollar mark, it's a dream come true, not a nightmare you can't wake up from. Hi, I'm Dr. Darnielle Jervie Harmon, the host and creator of Move to Millions Live, happening May 24th through the 26th, 2023 in the Washington, D.C. area. Our 2023 theme is sought after. Here's what I need you to know there is a wealth transfer underway and it is time for you to rise up, answer the call and position your life and business to make millions. Millions are your birthright and to access them, all you need to do is move. Move to grab your ticket right now to join us for Move to Millions Live at movetomillionsevent.com. You are listening to the Move to Millions podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Darnielle Jervie Herman. I am being very transparent. Now, here's what I need for y'all to do. I need for no one to DM me and ask me for any money because I need you to know that the answer is going to be no. No, seriously. Before we went to break, I started telling you a story about what we're talking about in this episode, being underestimated. Women, women in business, you're going to be underestimated. Even if you're a white woman, an Asian woman, a Latino woman, if you are a woman in business, you are going to be underestimated. It's going to happen. And I just want to continue telling you my story and then share some of the tips with you that I think will make a difference the next time you're underestimated because it is going to happen. So anyway, I'm, I'm sitting there, you know, the man is first treating me like my name is Stan. And then he, you know, starts asking me to tell him why, why I'm in there today. And I'm telling him I want to open up um, an account. I tell him about my business, how successful we are, how much money I would like to put in the account, um, you know, all the things. And I watch his countenance change. When I handed him the cashier's check, y'all, I watched his posture completely changed. He realized that he was entertaining greatness. Here's what I want you to know. I want you to know that you will be underestimated. And even then, who you are should not be compromised. I did not cower back. I did not slump in my seat. I did not act as if I didn't deserve to be there because I'm so clear that I, I do. Just like I want you to be so clear that you do too, right? Because you are likely to be underestimated at some point in time on this journey. Listen, you will have people. Can I tell you about the number of times? Y'all know I'm a business consultant, business coach. You know, our clients are generating or they're, you know, they come to us at low multi six. Some clients come to me at seven figures. I've had a few clients come to me at eight figures. Needing me to help them to solve a problem they haven't been unsuccessful they have been unsuccessful at solving on their own but they still acting a little wonky like because they're at a different level i should be underestimated i don't want you to ever question who you are god said 
in his word that you were created in his image and likeness. You are given dominion over the earth and the power to subdue it. That's what God said. That's not even what I said. That's what God said. God said that before you were formed in your mother's womb, he knew and approved you. That is a recipe to not ever allow anyone to underestimate you when you take that sitting down. The best way to handle someone who's underestimating who you are and what you bring to the table is to show them better than you could ever tell them. The number one thing I want you to keep in mind is that your validation does not come from man. You should walk into every room knowing that you own it and own it. That song from, I think it was the 90s, maybe the 80s, the men all pause when I walked into the room. Listen, they pause when you walk into the room. You might not know it because you're allowing your own thoughts and limiting beliefs and self-sabotage to make you think that there is an imposter inside of you. But everybody else feels the energy change because greatness has walked into the room. And so I just want to encourage you to not allow what someone else thinks of you to validate or invalidate what you do know to be true about who you are and what it is that you bring to the table, even when you're having one of those moments when you're questioning or doubting. Listen, I have them too. I write in my book, Move to Millions, which will be out later this year about Moses moments. I did a whole podcast episode on Moses moments because we all have those moments when we question and doubt if we are the one that is being called and sent to solve the problem. But I don't want there to be any doubt, even though they might underestimate who you are. The next thing I want you to keep in mind is that you don't need permission to be a disruptor that they don't see coming. Listen, homeboy did not, (laughs) he didn't see me coming. He did not see me coming, but he knew when I arrived. And the thing is, I was very clear went from the onset of the energy exchange. I was like, oh, I get what's happening here. He thinks that I'm some little peon scraping together a couple of pennies to come and deposit in his big bank. And I don't think he did it on purpose. The one thing about being a person of color is that They're always going to see your color before they see anything else. And depending upon what they are contending with individually, that might impact the way that they show up in the energy that they convey towards you. But that ain't got nothing to do with you. And I just want to encourage you to allow your confidence to speak for you. Hold that space like it's yours because it is. That's exactly what I did. And as I watched his countenance change, I really just chuckled, y'all. Like inside, I chuckled and I came out and I immediately created a quick reel, which turned into an entire podcast episode. This is not initially what I was planning to talk about in recording this episode today. But I was like, you know what? I got to tell the people that they might be underestimated. There are some people who look at women, for those of us who are women, still as second-class citizens, regardless of our race, you will be underestimated, right? If you are a person of color, any of the colors on the hue, it is likely that upon coming into contact with you, people might be underestimated. I still remember, even though my dad is not here, I still have moments when I hear ringing in my ears, him reminding me that I was going to have to work twice as hard to defy the beliefs they would attempt to impose on me just because I was a black girl. That's what my dad told me all the time. 
It was something that was literally inbred in us. It was part of the reason that I was part of the hustle gang when I first started my business. It's why I'm so adamant that we do not hustle and grind anymore because I realized that that was my dad's reality, but it didn't have to be mine. And even if people looked at me and thought something in particular, didn't mean that I had to give way and buy into it. It didn't mean that I had to cower in defeat because of it. It meant that I could actually stand taller and walk more boldly because of it. Because I like underestimating and then shocking the hell out of people when they realize that they are entertaining greatness. And I just want to encourage you to do the same. This is part of the reason why I want y'all to come to Move to Millions Live. Not just because I want you to be at my live event, but I want to equip you with the skills and the confidence, the knowing, the transformation that will stop you from shrinking when you are in a situation where people underestimate who you are. I want to equip and empower and edify and solidify for you that the validation that God gave you before you came to be through your mother and your father was in fact the truth and is what he desired for your life experience. I want to encourage you. I want to teach you how to be confident, how to be clear and how to be communicative about your gifts and talents and the problems that you alone solve and solve very well for the clients that you serve. I want to create an environment for you to understand that by solving the problems they have been unsuccessful at solving on their own, it is the key to you being able to create a business that makes, moves, and leaves millions. And I won't be able to do any of that if we don't get into the power of proximity because there is something amazing that happens when we're in the same space. I alluded to that in the last episode, the company you keep. There is significance in what rooms you get into and the rooms you want to be in are rooms you have to invest to be in. Because there is something that happens way different when you made an investment to be in the space. It helps you to stand a little bit more boldly just because you were in position to pay the cost to be the boss inside of that room. I promise you, as time goes on, you are going to experience a moment like this. It's bound to happen, but just because it happens does not mean that you need to succumb or yield to it or begin to question who you are and shift out of the significance that you were created in. That's what I know. And that's what I want you to keep in mind. I'll see you guys next time. Take care. Thank you for joining me for the Move to Millions podcast. The way I see it, you deserve a business that generates millions. We'd love to have you join us in May at Move to Millions Live to help you prepare, plan, and position your company for the million dollar mark. Visit Move to Millions event now to grab your seat. If you enjoyed our time together, do yourself a favor, head on over to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. Until next time, remember, millions are your birthright and to access them, You need only move. See you next time. Take care.